From the latest community news to informative, entertaining reads for travelers and the cannabis curious, just visit your local Black Press Media community newspaper website to sign up today. Welcome to PQ Beat, the official podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. I'm Peter McCulley. Conservation is a topic often top of mind in our part of the world and especially on Vancouver Island. Ducks Unlimited Canada's motto is to conserve, restore, and manage wetlands and associated habitats for the benefit of North America's waterfowl. These habitats also benefit other wildlife and people. And here to talk about some of those efforts in the Parksville Qualicum Beach area, we welcome the chairman of Ducks Unlimited, the Oceanside Chapter. Thanks for joining us today, Darren Brown. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You've started a marsh keepers group to monitor and assist with wetland projects in the PQB area. And the group has been active now for several years and recently installed a sign about the Nanus Estuary highlighting your efforts there. Could you tell us a little bit about that project? The Nanus Estuary, uh, I guess it was first purchased by Nature Trust of BC back in 1977 and then in 1988, they approached Ducks Unlimited to kind of help create habitat at that particular site. They installed a control structure to uh, try to create a freshwater habitat next to the estuary. So what was happening is there was a bunch of diving ducks and dabbling ducks that were on the estuary. And then by creating this uh, habitat up from the tidal flats, the birds were able to go in and have a little bit more protection there. We had a control structure in place uh, we went in and we kind of recontoured some of the uh, land in that area and we were able to create kind of some unique habitat. We've been kind of working on that site now for quite a few years. Uh, and the one thing that we didn't really have in the uh, PQB area is a lot of signage associated with Ducks Unlimited. We do have it on some of the smaller projects, but not necessarily on some of the larger ones that we've done. I guess it was two years ago, we worked with our uh, provincial PR guy, uh, Tim Fitzgerald, and we said we want to put something out there so we could be seen as active in the community. Tim helped us out. We worked with all the different partners that were involved in the uh, Nanus estuary, and we were able to get the permits that we needed to, and we put up a sign. It was a long time coming, but we had a celebration uh, for this particular accomplishment, which was great. We have a whole bunch of different wetlands in the area. The Nanus one is kind of unique, uh, Nanus, Dudley, and Fanny Bay, in a sense that they're part of a marsh keeper program. So the marsh keeper program was originally started as a pilot project back in 2017. So within the province, we have the better part of 600 wetlands, and we only have four biologists in all of B.C., and they cannot get to all these different wetlands to take a look at whether the control structures are working well and just to monitor the wildlife and that. So they've kind of put it back onto uh, some of the chapter members to see if they're interested in kind of doing some citizen science. The Fanny Bay, uh, Nanus, and Dudley, we started this pilot project in 2017. Uh, we've been doing it for five years and now we're kind of uh, seeing the results of that, and it kind of caught the attention of the Ducks Unlimited Provincial Council, and they said that they wanted to start um, a new marsh keeper program. We want to take it, uh, refine it, get all the documentation in place, and then we want to roll it out for the rest of the province. So that's what we're at right now. Uh, we've uh, had a committee of uh, nine members. We meet every couple of weeks. Their members are from all over the province, 
we uh, provide a little bit of uh, information and support, getting all the documents together, and then uh, we've started rolling it out already across the province. And would other provinces be interested in that same program? Yeah, it's actually piqued a lot of interest from some of the prairie provinces. They're kind of watching what we're doing here in BC, and they see that there's a lot of value in that. And a lot of volunteers, they want to be kind of on the ground, making a difference there. So it's an opportunity for them to do that in the Marsh Keeper program. There's a lot of interest, and uh, once we get this kind of refined, rolled out, um, I'm sure that it'll spread across the country. So how did you become involved in the group out this way? As a Maritimer, did your roots contribute to any of that? Uh, yeah, it did. Uh, I grew up just outside of Lunenburg, Nova Scotia, in a small little town called Crowstown. Uh, my mom and dad, they were involved in Ducks Unlimited, and I remember it really started with a banquet. So after the banquet, I would get up, run downstairs, and just see what mom and dad won or uh, what they bought at the Ducks Unlimited uh, auction. And then I also remember as a child driving up through Amherst, Nova Scotia, through the Tantramar Marsh. That's a really big project that Ducks Unlimited has had on their plate for years, and uh, the diversity of wildlife there and waterfowl is incredible. The logo of Ducks Unlimited was kind of ingrained uh, as a child. So when I came out west in 89, I got to the Parksville area, and I was looking at a newspaper, and I saw that there was a Ducks Unlimited banquet. So I said, I got to go to that. <laughs> so, so I bought a ticket and I went. That was uh, held at the Eagle Crest uh, Golf and Country Club. Shortly thereafter, I joined uh, the committee and I've been volunteering for 20 years now. So the group has roots in hunting. How important does that role remain in advancing wetland habitat conservation? Are there any misconceptions out there about the group in that regard? Ducks Unlimited originally started down in the U.S. It was back in, I think, 1937 during the Dirty 30s. A bunch of hunters, they were kind of looking, going, well, where are all the wetlands gone? And there's no ducks around. So then they kind of solicited help from some conservationists just to find out the answer to those questions. And they came back and they said, well, a lot of the ducks in that, they go up to Canada and they spend their winters up there and the breeding. And then the group got together and they said, well, we need to protect some of these areas. Uh, we have to maintain the waterfowl. So they've been assisting with funding, actually, the United States and even Mexico, have been assisting with some of the funding that comes to Canada and is used for some of our projects as well. Uh, so it's kind of a concert sort of arrangements between hunters and conservationists, but they all have the same goal, even though they come from different backgrounds, which is quite unique. I know that there's a perception that Ducks Unlimited is all about hunters, but it's really not. Like within our chapter, there's certainly hunters on our committee, and then there's people that want to be more on the ground and deal with the conservation side of things. So it's, it's a nice compliment. Searching for a new home? Make todayshomebc.com your online home base. With easy-to-search listings and connections to local realtors, everything you need is under one roof. Powered by Black Press Media, you can search hundreds of local listings all in one place. Access the top real estate professionals to help you find the perfect home today at todayshomebc.com. So, Darren, you also have local projects in the Dudley Marsh in Arrington Coombs and at the Englishman River Estuary and at the Little Qualicum River Estuary. Can you uh, give us some details on those? We have a program called the Marsh Days, and it's usually uh, sponsored by a different corporation, and they come out and they work. They have some of their volunteers 
that come out and work with our Oceanside Ducks Unlimited volunteers. And we provide a little bit of TLC to some of these uh, wetlands. So what we do is we get together and we'll take a look at some of the invasive species at these different sites. And then we'll, we'll work at trying to remove or doing some remediation. We'll take a look at the infrastructure that we have at these different locations. And then we'll repair fences and gates and, and dikes. And I know in the newest estuary is kind of unique because we have a resident beaver that likes to go in and lock our control structure. So we'll go in and remove some of that debris. The marsh days is always very popular. A lot of people turn out and they have quite a bit of fun. And then we usually have a little social afterwards too, just to celebrate conservation. I heard you mention biologists. Is there much of a role that science plays in all of this? Science plays a huge role. You can't manage what you don't know. Even though we have uh, limited help from the biology side of things, uh, we need to quantify and qualify things in order to try to come up with a really good decision-making with regards to strategies to conserve wetlands. So we rely on the information that they get through the summer months to make critical decisions for managing marshes. According to your website, approximately 8 million migrating waterfowl pass through the coast of Vancouver Island and the lower mainland during migration and the winter months. How much wetlands has been destroyed or altered in the developed areas of British Columbia, and how do you combat that? What's the biggest threat for these birds? Uh, There's approximately uh, 80% are destroyed or altered, primarily due to urban sprawl, deforestation, uh, contamination. Acid rain was a real big problem in eastern Canada, and... uh, and that is definitely a contributing factor. But then also a lot of natural disasters. You know, take a look at what we've been up against in the last couple of weeks with major flooding and landslides, fires that we had this past summer. You know, they're destroying a lot of critical habitat. Uh, so we just keep losing more and more over the years. And I think the big thing is just education is getting out, starting at the grassroots, starting with educating the youth about wetlands and the importance of them for habitat, but also our drinking water as well. They're critical for our drinking water. And then uh, it's a matter of going and working with our partners. We have many different partners, nonprofit organizations and different corporations that help us to secure funds to go in and preserve land. And then also lobbying with the government to try to make sure that there's proper protection for these wetlands. So I think those are kind of the key initiatives uh, in order to try to stop this losing wetlands. We really need to preserve them. Do any of those partnerships involve school districts, schools? We have a different program separate from that. We definitely work with the youth in the schools. We had a green wing program, so we would develop different programs for the elementary school a lot of documentation. The kids would have like coloring books and that, and then we would take them on field trips so they got to kind of get introduced to wetlands. In the Parksville-Qualicum area, we have a mentored hunt program. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to get youth out behind TV screens, computer screens and that, and get out in nature, kind of learn about nature. And we have some really dedicated volunteers uh, within our chapter. And then also, you know, Darren Carmichael with School District 69, uh, the Romes program, he really helps quite a bit with you know, reaching out to the students that want to learn a little bit more about nature. We bring them into a classroom setting. We go over species ID and gun safety, and we'll actually take them out uh, to some of the local farmer fields, and they'll try to shoot a duck. Some of these individuals have actually come back and they've joined our chapter 
and they've been with us for years, and now they're going back and training the youth. So it's nice to see. It's a way to recruit as well. And speaking of recruiting, I guess you probably look for volunteers. Yeah, we do. There is certainly no pressure with joining our chapter. For us, it's, you know, many hands make light work. I think that sort of attitude. The other thing is, is, you know, if you only want to volunteer one hour, that's great. You know, one day or one week, uh, that's totally fine too. We'll take whatever you offer. And the other thing is, is everybody has a different journey and different unique experiences. So uh, some of the volunteers that we get, they have got a really strong background with accounting, other people with selling tickets. So we kind of tap into uh, some of the strengths of the individuals and we kind of work together in order to raise funds for Ducks Unlimited. We've been very fortunate with uh, the volunteers past and present to to get to the point where we're fast approaching a million dollars that we've raised within the, the community here for Ducks Unlimited. It's really nice to see, and when that does happen, we'll certainly have a big celebration. Searching for a new home? Make todayshomebc.com your online home base. With easy-to-search listings and connections to local realtors, everything you need is under one roof. Powered by Black Press Media, you can search hundreds of local listings all in one place. Access the top real estate professionals to help you find the perfect home today at todayshomebc.com. Is the work year-round or is it seasonal or... It typically revolved around banquets. A lot of the uh, fundraising was the galas and the banquets. Uh, Once a year, we hold ours in November, and we gear up from that anywhere from September right through to November. Uh, But now we have the Marsh Keeper program, so that's running uh, all year long. Uh, We go out and we visit the site once a month and do our waterfowl surveys. We have the Marsh Days. That is usually in the spring spring to summer when the site conditions are okay that we can go out and remove invasive species. The mentored hunt, that's usually in the fall as well. We're pretty active compared to quite a few other chapters. I would say so if you've raised almost a million dollars. We've been very fortunate because other than the volunteers, I think the really important key to all of this is the generous community, you know, the merchants and that. And they're so caring and giving, it makes our job that much easier to raise funds. And that's why we like to see the funds used locally because, you know, they're taking out of their pockets, very, very supportive. So we want to try to put signs like the, the one in the news up so everybody can see that we're active in the area. But we're pretty fortunate with the partnerships we have and the sponsors and donors. What else do you do for recreation and fun, Darren? I am a big outdoor person. I love wildlife. My wife, she likes being outdoors as well. So we try to go where we can see wildlife. So we spend a lot of time kayak camping in some of the remote islands, hiking to the top of mountain peaks so we can just relax and watch the stars. And even our travels, we'll we'll take off to other countries so we can see some unique wildlife. We were in Nepal, saw some rhinos over there, went to China, Iceland, and took off up to uh, Churchill, Manitoba, and saw the polar bears with my dad here as well. So that's pretty key for me. I just love seeing the wildlife. With my present job, too, I think I've been chased by every type of animal that BC can throw at me, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how, if somebody's interested in volunteering or finding out more information about your group, they can do that. They can reach out to myself personally. My email address is brownwest at shaw.ca. My phone number is 250 9510603. If you want to learn more about Ducks Unlimited, you can go on to www.ducksunlimited.ca. 
ducks.ca and learn a little bit more about ducks. And we do have a Facebook page too, so if you kind of go in and Google Oceanside Ducks Unlimited, you'll find our webpage and you can reach out to us that way. And for those individuals that may be going to, you know, leaving uh, Parksville Qualicum to other places in the country, and you're interested in joining uh, Ducks Unlimited or finding out, you can just give me a shout and I can definitely get you in touch with uh, other chapters uh, in the country. Darren, thanks for being here with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. That's this edition of PQ Beat. If you have questions or comments, we'd like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com. Buying a home is an important milestone. Find the right realtor and the right listings for your needs at todayshomebc.com. Powered by Black Press Media. With easy-to-use search filters and direct links to realtors and their websites, you'll get all the information you need to find your perfect home. Search hundreds of local listings and get access to the top real estate professionals to help you find your perfect property. Get started now at todayshomebc.com.